Welcome to this message from Port Life Church. Our goal is to bring life to the Port community and beyond. And our hope is that this message will inspire and encourage you today. Good morning. How are we all? That's good. I've been crying, so you may think it was because of the baby dedication, but I have a little bit of hay fever, so <laughs> it's all right. Annika came to the rescue. I have a, just had a tablet, so I'll be right now. Yes, we are starting this new series today um, on the purpose-driven life. It's based on a book uh, by Rick Warren, and if you haven't read that, I would encourage you um, when you get an opportunity, you know, I've seen it in so many op shops. I've seen it. You can get it from Kurong. You can get it just about anywhere. I imagine every library would have a copy as well. And it starts with three of the most important questions in life, I think. Um, and they are this. Why am I alive? Does my life matter? And what is my purpose? Now, these are not new questions. I've spoken to so many people that ask these sort of questions. And these questions have been around for thousands of years. Why am I alive? Around 2,600 years ago, the prophet Jeremiah asked this. He says in Jeremiah 2018, Why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow and shame. I mean... In hearing his heart there, I'm thinking he's having a bad day. (laughs) Has anyone ever felt like this? Surely we've all at some point felt, to an extent, a bit like this. You know, what am I here for? You know, am I here just to suffer? Or what is the point of this life? Did I, am I, do I exist to have all these problems? Like, what is the point of life if this is life? Why am I alive? Ashley Brilliant, an author, once wrote, my life has a superb cast, but I can't figure out the plot. And I think it's true. Truth is, a lot of us can't actually work it out. Why do I exist? If it's not to do with God, then there's only really a few possibilities. First of all, the first possibility, if God is out of the equation, the first possibility is I'm going to have to look within. I have to look inside me and just possibly I will find the answer. And there's only one problem I have with this and that is it doesn't work. When I look within, I don't find answers. I just find more questions. I don't know about you, but what I come up with is not going to be very intelligent or very helpful to me. And what I come up with will be completely different to what Andy comes up with, or what Kylie comes up with, or what Pete comes up with. We're all going to come up with all different sort of things because none of us actually know the answer. The second possibility is that I need to find someone um, that knows the answer. So what I could do is I could go to Dimmicks online, or I could go to the library, or I could find a bookshop, and I could buy 100 self-help books. If there's that many there, there probably is. And my opinion, that is a complete waste of money. And the reason is, is that you only need to buy one because they've all got the same message. And the answer is, you create your purpose. You have to dream big, 
You have to um, chase your ambitions. You have to aim high. You've got to set goals. You've got to manage your time. You've got to be disciplined. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to get around the right people and never, ever give up. Now, I would say that that is great advice if you're looking to go into business. If you want to be successful in work, in, in a business, um, I think in regards to success, some of those things can be very, very helpful. But the problem is that success does not answer the question, why am I alive? How do I know that? Because so many people are successful and yet have no idea. They are so confused about their existence. Success and existence they're not the same thing. Because our purpose has nothing to do with money or possessions or status or success or power. I believe that our purpose is far bigger than that. Our purpose is far greater than being satisfied because you're only satisfied until you're not. It's far greater than happiness. You're only happy until you're not. And it's far greater than our peace of mind. So what is the answer to this question? Why do I exist? You know, there was a philosopher, um, sorry, a philosophy professor in the US called Hugh Moorhead, and he wrote to 250 of the best-known philosophers, scientists and intellects, and he asked them one question. He asked them this, what is the purpose of life? And he published their answers. And the depressing thing is not one of them knew the meaning and purpose of life. The best intellects in the world couldn't work it out. Some said, I've got to be honest with you, I don't know. And others said, look, I think it's this, but I'm just guessing. And some admitted they made up some answers. And others said, there isn't a purpose to life. Isaac Asimov... The famous science fiction writer wrote, as far as I can see, there is no purpose to life. Author Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he came up with the answer, 42. <laughs> it's quite a good book if you haven't read that. Having a bit of a play there, there was a computer, he got a supercomputer in this book to, um, called Deep Thought to work out the answer and it came up with 42. So there you go. It was a bit of a... Um, I think it was meant to be like computer programming sort of number that would work really well. I don't fully understand it, but the, I think the real point is there isn't an answer as far as he's concerned. And, you know, the tragedy in all of this is that a life without purpose is meaningless. It truly is. A life without purpose, to me, isn't worth living. Um, you know, we in Australia are in the process of removing God from our society. Is that true? We are in the process of removing God from our society. What's happening to suicide rates? Pure coincidence? Life without purpose is deadly. If life needs a purpose, then why am, why am I alive? What is the answer? Proverbs 16.4a says the Lord has made everything for his own purposes. 
for his own purposes. I want you to focus on those words, his own purposes. Not my purposes, not my goals, not my dreams, not my ambitions, not my happiness. God made us for his purpose. You know, God has never made anything that didn't have a purpose. As long as you and I are alive, God has a purpose for our life. And the truth is we were made for five purposes. And for the five weeks following after today, we're going to be looking at those five purposes, those five reasons that God put us on this planet. There are five reasons. And these five things give meaning and purpose to our lives. Ephesians 1.4 in the Amplified says this, Just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world, so that we would be holy, that is, consecrated, set apart from him, purpose-driven and blameless in his sight. God chose to create you. God chose to create me. He didn't need you. He didn't need me. He wasn't lonely. He wasn't bored one day and thought, what am I going to do? He created us because the Bible says he wanted to love us. Why are we alive? Because God wanted to love us. Before the foundation of the world, he thought about creating, before he thought about creating the earth, he thought about creating you. I don't know if we've ever really thought about that. Before he thought about creating the earth, he thought about creating you. That's how much God values and how much God loves us. Before he planned the earth, he planned us. He then went and planned the universe. He then went and planned planet earth. And he planned this perfect environment that would house human life with all the elements we would need to be able to sustain it. Some would say that's a complete coincidence. We just, it was just luck that that just happened. Well, I'll tell you, I don't believe in luck. Why am I alive? God created me and God created you so that he could love me and so that he could love you. The second question, does my life matter? Around 2,700 years ago, Isaiah said this in Isaiah 49. I replied, but my work seems so useless. I have spent my strength for nothing and to no purpose. You know, a life without purpose, as I've already said, is pointless. A life without purpose is pointless. I mean, think of life like this. If life is just I get born... And then I spend a couple of years learning to talk, learning to walk, um, being spoon-fed. As I get a little bit older, I start to feed myself. I st I'd be a bit of a grot if I'm a boy, um, particularly, although I've seen some grots that are girls as well. As I get a bit older, I start to take a bit of pride in my appearance and then I start to want designer shoes and clothes. I go to school from age 5 to 18, um, 40 weeks of the year. I learned some stuff like maths that I'll probably never, ever use again for the rest of my life. I then 
become an adult. I then rack up a massive hex debt um, that I'll probably never pay for the rest of my life, or I'll be trying to anyway. I then go and get a job and I work five days a week and I hope that I get the two days off for the weekend and then I go back and I do the same thing and I look forward to the four weeks that I get off every year and then I hope to get long service leave and then I hope to save enough money so that I can retire so that I can die in comfort. Does that sound like living? (laughs) That is not a life. That is why life has to have a purpose. That is just existence. I don't want a life that is just born to die. It has no meaning. You know, in World War II, there's this interesting story. There's some prisoners in a Nazi concentration camp in Hungary. And they're working, they've got them working at this, they're processing human sewage at this factory. And the Allies come along and they bomb this factory, right? They absolutely blow it to smithereens. And the thing is now, the prisoners have got nothing to do. They get bought. They've got nothing to do. And so the guards work out a plan. They go, right, what we're going to get you to do, we want you to pick up all the rubble and you're going to put it in that nearby field. So all the prisoners, they're picking up the rubble. They put it in the field. When that's complete, the guards go, right, now I want you to get the rubble and bring it back. They do that. They bring the rubble back. And then they get the rubble and they say, right, now I want you to put it back in the field. And now I want you to bring it back. And then they get them to put it back in the field. And then they bring it back. And this interesting thing takes place over a matter of, I think it was months. What they were doing didn't matter. It had absolutely no point to what they were doing. They're taking the rubbish out, they bring the rubbish back. They take the rubble out, they bring it back. They take it out, they bring it back. It had no meaning to it. It had absolutely no purpose. And so the prisoners began to go crazy. And some of them were throwing themselves in front of the guards saying, shoot me. Others took their own lives. Because they saw death as a better option than life of no purpose. If you have no meaning in your life, you have no hope. And if you have no hope, it is really hard to cope. I know that rhymes and it wasn't meant to be funny, but it does rhyme. You can live your life in three different ways. We can live in survival mode, and that's what I just talked about before, where we just get by. You know, you have enough money to live and you're surviving and every now and then you can go and afford to buy some KFC and you can drink Nescafe Blend 43 Uh, You're working long hours, potentially at four jobs, just to pay the rent. The job's not great, but you know what? All the bills are getting paid, and you're just going through the motions. You're getting by. In other countries, they'd say you're blessed. But from an Australian point of view, we'd say you're getting by. And then you've got a success sort of way, a success mode, where you've got it made. 
You've got a great job. You've got a great home. You're living in a nice suburb. Um, you've got a car, maybe two or three. Um, you've got good things that you've got in different rooms of your house that you've got caged up. Um, you dine out at restaurants. You don't even have to cook. Um, you drink real coffee. You are very successful compared to many other people. And yet, even after all of that, you're still not satisfied. Something's missing. And what's missing from both survival mode, if we're living in survival mode or we're living in success mode, the thing that's missing is meaning. I'm going to call this matter mode. How do I make my life matter? How can it become meaningful? And it's simple. We just have to find out how much we matter to God. You find out how much you matter to God, you find meaning. Isaiah 44.2 says, I'm your creator. You were in my care even before you were born. That's how much your life matters to God. Even before you were born, when your mum was carrying you in the womb, God was already caring for you. God cared so much. He planned you. You and I, we are not accidents. Rick Warren says, there are accidental parents, but there were no accidental births. I like that. There are unplanned pregnancies, but there are no unplanned people. God can even take into account human error. He knew just the right DNA to put you together, to make you exactly as you are. He knew exactly what it would take to make the person that we know as you. And God wanted you in this world. In fact, he planned you before he created the world. We are not accidents. Psalm 139, 16 says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Every moment, every single day, that's how much you matter to God. God has perfectly planned your life. He's interested in every part of your life. He's interested in the lot. He's seen it all. He knew what was going to happen anyway. He knew that you and I would have some shocker of a days. He knew we'd make some terrible mistakes, some really bad choices. He knew we'd say some horrible things, do some really, make some stupid decisions. And yet, he still said, I'm going to love this person. He still has a plan. He still has a purpose for us, despite what we've done. Because we matter to God. Psalm 33.11 says, But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His, his intentions can never be shaken. You know, he has these plans for us. And these plans are huge, as you're going to see in a sec. These are not little plans. These plans are huge and they're forever. These plans, they're set in concrete. It says, But the Lord's plan stands firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. We are a significant part, did you know, of God's plan. We are a significant part of this. I mean, you think about it. He gave up his one and only son for us. 
He gave out what was most precious to him for us. That says to me, we're a significant part of this plan. His plans are forever. That's how much we matter to God. You matter so much to God, you and I, that God wants to keep us around for the rest of eternity. Have you ever thought about it like that? God has plans for your life. God has purposes for your life, five of them. And these five purposes are not for the next 30 years or for the next 50 years. These purposes are for all eternity. So life is really preparing for eternity. This is the meaning of life. God put you and I here on earth. We're here so that we can be, start preparing for what we're going to do for all eternity. Does that sound scary? See, his plans, they're not for five years. They're not for 50 years. They're not for 100 years. All the plans, all his purposes are eternal. This 85-year life, whatever you and I get here, that's not all there is to life. If there was, it's pointless. We've been through that already today. There's not a lot of point to that. There has to be more. To me, this is just the stretching exercises. You know the... I can't really do it. All the, you know, before you run, you're meant to do this. I used to, used to run and do injuries, but apparently you're meant to do that sort of thing. I just don't run anymore, then I don't get injured. So, <laughs> but that's the point. We, these are really, Earth is a warm-up for what's to come. It's just a warm-up. You're just getting ready for what we're really about. And if you're struggling to find purpose and meaning in this life that goes on for a number of decades, it's no wonder you're struggling because that's not what the meaning, it's not about this 70 or 80 years. It goes far beyond this. You were not made to last a century. You were made to last an eternity. That's how much you matter to God. 2 Corinthians 5 says, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. So why am I alive? Well, God created me so that he could love me. Does my life matter? Yes, you were made to last forever. That says to me, you matter a lot. And the final question I want to pose today, what is my purpose? 3,000 years ago, David said this in Psalm 89, verse 47. Remember how short my life is, how empty and futile this human existence. He's basically saying, God, if life, Life is so short. Why did you create us? Well, why would you do that if we were only going to be around here? Some, for some people, one day. Other people, one year. Other people, ten years. Some lives are cut short cruelly. Why did you make us if, if, that's, if it's all for really nothing? He's saying to God, really, Lord, what is the purpose? What is my purpose? You know, Bertrand Russell, one of the great philosophers of the 20th century, an atheist, by the way, said this, unless you assume the existence of a God, the question of the meaning and purpose of life is irrelevant. That's what an atheist said. Now, he didn't believe in God, but he's saying the only way 
that life could have any purpose at all is if there is a God. I'm not saying there is one, but if there was one, that would be the only reason there could be any purpose. Because if there's no God, you and I are here as a result of a freakish, random accident of nature that led to the universe accidentally coming into existence as well as you. And by accident, the conditions were so just perfect for you and I to live on this planet, all accidental, of course. But if all of that managed to happen and it was all just an accident, even if that happened, why? If it's all an accident, it has no reason, right? Accidents aren't, there's no motive for that. It's just an accident. So if it happened by accident, it has no reason has no reason, so life has no meaning or purpose. It can only have meaning and a purpose if there is a creator. And if we've been created by God, why? What is my purpose? Why did God create us? And you know what? When you want to know something, you want to know what something is for. There are two ways to find out. Number one, you need to ask the creator, the person that made something, Or number two, you've got to read the manual from the person that made something, right? There are two ways to find this out. And it's the same of us. We won't find our purpose if we go watching YouTube or influences online. And we won't find it by typing the main purpose of life into Google, I can assure you, because I did that last night and this is what I got. I typed in, you know, what is the purpose of life? And this is what it said. All life forms have one essential purpose, survival. This is even more important than reproduction. So the purpose, according to Google, the first thing that comes up when you type that in is survival. That's not a purpose. That's just a continuation of humans continuing. And you won't find it at a help self seminar. I thought, who, who's the biggest guru I've heard of in terms of self-help? And I thought of Tony Robbins, right? This is what it said on his website. How to find purpose in life. He said, number one, search inward. The questions, what is my purpose in life and how can I be happy, are actually the same. And they have the same answer. Problem is, what if I'm not happy? Are they the same? Is happiness the same as my purpose in life? What if I've had the most miserable life? What if I've had nothing but tragedy all my life? Is it the same? I knew he'd be saying search inward. I told you that every help, self-help guru is going to tell you you've got to look in because they don't know where to look. There's no answers, is there? The battler says life, it's all about survival and Google apparently. It's all about survival. Just keeping my head above water. Is that inspiring? Does that make you want to live to 100? Just keep hanging in there? The scientist says, you're here to reproduce. That's your purpose. Why? So that we don't go extinct. Is that all? Party goer says, you're here to live life to the max. Live, have fun. Till you run out of money. Or until life's not fun. 
Madonna said we're living in a material world. It's all about net worth. Did you know that? It's all about net worth. Don't worry about self-worth. You won't find the answers from any of these people. And the answer, the reason for that is they're not your creator. They didn't make you. They don't know what you're for. If you want answers, you've got to talk to the one that made you. You know, my son, he makes some really horrible... He can't hear this anyway, and he doesn't go online. He makes some really rubbishy stuff that is brought home from school. <laughs> he, no offence. I mean, the school does a great job. But then they give it to him and say, you take all that stuff home, right? So we get bags of this stuff that I end up burning. But nevertheless, he brings this stuff home and he goes, Dad, Dad, look what I made. And I'm like, that's great. What's it for? Got to ask the creator, you see. Oh, that's for picking stuff up. Really? Okay, cool. I would never have known if I didn't speak to the creator. And I think it's the same with us. If you want answers, you've got to talk to the Creator. Or read the manual. Hey, we've got a manual. It's called the Bible. We've got a manual from the Creator. Proverbs 9.10 says, Knowing God results in every other kind of understanding. The more you know God and the more you read the Bible, the more you understand your purpose. In the beginning, it says in Genesis 1.1, In the beginning, God created not in the beginning we. Now this is really important because we weren't around in the beginning, were we? God was. So he determined the purpose of life, not us. In the beginning, God created. It all starts with God. It doesn't start with us. People seem to think our life should all start with us. It doesn't start with us. It doesn't start with our happiness or our ambitions or our goals or our dreams, or anything else, it starts with God. He is our creator. Colossians 1.16 says, For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. It all starts with God. It's not actually about us. It's all about God. So if you want to know your purpose and if you go, well, I do want to know my purpose and I can't really speak to God. I find it hard to communicate with him. Can I encourage you, read his manual. It's amazingly when you read the Bible, God can speak to you through that. Every word in the Bible, it is God-breathed. Holy, it is Holy Spirit inspired. Holy Spirit put it in the hearts of the people that wrote that, this the words in that book, it is God speaking to us. It contains every word we need to know about life. Romans eleven thirty six says, For everything comes from Him and exists by His power and is intended for His glory. Can you remember that bit? I've put it in yellow. I want you to remember this. And is intended for His glory. All glory to Him forever. Amen. Here is our purpose. Our purpose is to glorify God. That's our purpose. How do we do that? It's a good question. Over the next five weeks, each week, we're going to have a person come and speak on the five things, the five things that we can do that bring glory to God. And here's the crazy thing. 
When you do these things, something happens in your life. You actually find purpose. If you do these five things, purpose and meaning for your life. Jesus said to God the Father in John 17, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Jesus brought glory to God by fulfilling His purpose on earth. Why am I alive? God created me so that He could love me. Does my life matter? Yes, it matters a lot. He has made you to live eternally. If you didn't matter, you make something you can chuck out a few years later, right? He made you to last forever. You matter. You matter a lot. What is my purpose? My purpose is to glorify God. I really want to encourage you to come next week. Actually, come in the next five weeks. And each week we're going to explore what these five things are. How we can glorify God. But today as we close, because we're really just at the start of this thing. This is just the start of the process today. But I want to take the time today to just thank God for all that He's done for us. And so in a moment, Sally's going to come and she's going to lead us in communion. So what I want us to do, just as we've been reflecting on all this that God has done for us, as you reflect on, look, these are big questions and there is a lot to unpack here. And it's really hard for us sometimes to accept that God, we really matter that much to God. But I want to assure you, you do. And all God expects in response with us. He, he wants to see a grateful heart. He wants us to acknowledge what He did for us, that He died on the cross for our sin. He wants us, he wants us to acknowledge that He created us. He created everything, the earth, all of us. Thanks for listening to this message from Port Life Church. If you have any questions, please email info at portlife.org.au. Have a great day.